0: Blog Talk Radio Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. This afternoon, I'm going to be speaking from the Book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 16, uh, verse 24. So, Proverbs 16:24, which reads as follows: "Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones." So today, I'm going to be speaking about mind-body medicine. And we're not going to be thinking of the relationship between the soul and the body uh, in a dualistic manner. We're going to look at the soul and body and their corollary relationships. That is, the, the, the interrelationship that exists between the soul and the body. So, in the West, traditionally, one might say, I have a body. But in the biblical materials, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, uh, the individual would be more accurate to say, I am I am body, soul. I am body, soul. So, we're considering uh, the importance of Pleasant words. The Hebrew here, pleasant, means suitable words. Suitable words. And so we are considering uh, mind-body medicine, and we're we're talking about the redemptive power of words. Now notice very carefully uh, what the writer states. Pleasant words are a honeycomb. So notice the verb are. And so he wants the individual uh, to understand what pleasant words are. And so, like a honeycomb, pleasant words are sweet to the soul. Suitable words are sweet to the soul. In other words, uh, suitable words are healing and redemptive. Suitable words build up the individual. They heal uh, the, the, the soul that has been abused or downtrodden or depressed. What wonderful words. And so it is imperative that as believing ones, you take seriously the uh, the importance of learning God's word so that we might hide his words in our in our hearts so that we might not uh, have any offensive thing within us so that when we speak, we speak the word of God. We speak uh, inherently those things that are pleasant or suitable because we want our words to be redemptive and healing. We want to lift others up. as Jesus did in his words so uh, this verse is very very powerful and very important for us to understand now notice he goes on to state uh, pleasant words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and he adds healing to the bones healing uh, to the bones so there is a physiological element about healing words long ago a study was was done and the study showed that children who were raised uh, in environments where the parents were constantly arguing that the pituitary uh, of these children uh, would shut down and we learned that uh, it would cut off uh, arguing and disagreements uh, Would cut out the growth hormones. So uh, there's a very real physiological component to what goes on. Constant arguing and disagreement uh, rearranges the architecture of the brain. We know this too. And persons can also become very heartbroken uh, through unpleasant words or, or sowing deeply within one's heart. Uh, what a loved one has said, uh, and what the individual has received and believed. Now, I am speaking about lies that are spoken in such a way, or through anger, that the individual receives this or her, uh, this, uh, this spoken word in his or her heart as truth. So what happens? To individuals who, for uh, for whom, uh, lies have become their truth. Think about it. Think about the profound impact that makes upon a life, and what it did, does to an individual over a life path who <laughs> has believed uh, such a harrowing uh, lie about themselves. What happens to people? Um, you can read about this in Scott Peck's People of the Lie. And there are many studies in different journals about the physiological impact of words and what words do uh, to an individual's lie, uh, to, to the lives of people in a negative manner or in a positive manner. We want to say things that are suitable, because when we do so, people are made healthy. And we want our words to be life-giving. We don't want uh, to hurt or in any way seek to ruin the life of another. Now, just above that in Proverbs 16, just above uh, Proverbs 16, 24, we have Proverbs sixteen eighteen. It's a very famous verse, which reads, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Uh, Gaon is. Is the word uh, we have the masculine noun here? Geon uh, for pride. Pride faces literally. Pride faces Sheber or destruction. Uh, and so, and a haughty spirit, which means a spirit that is high and lifted up, and a haughty spirit faces a fall or calamity or ruin. And so we don't want to speak from a prideful position, ever. And we can say, well, such and such said something about me, and I'm going to get even. I understand that the foundation of revenge motivation is always pride and arrogance. And so the individual wants to get back or pay back uh, an individual who has slighted or said something uh, that very hurtful or, or you found ruinous or offensive and you want revenge. Well, understand what has happened. To reciprocate uh, evil for evil is ungodly and unbiblical. The Bible tells us that we are not to return evil for evil, but rather we are to do that, which is which is qualitatively good. If you have revenge in your heart for someone, that means not only have you been harboring revenge, but also unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. And so this thing possesses one's life, takes control of your life, and it will create bitterness, anger, resentment, and you will find that you are not free. Notice what you have done to your brain. You have rearranged the architecture of your brain around hatred or dislike, and you want to be cruel. And notice what this does to your heart. You can create heart disease. You can create any number of symptomatic ailments out of this one uh, belief that you have received about an offense, or if you have been sinned against. Please remember, returning sin for sin is still sinful. You don't want to practice sin. And holding on to this uh, this very terrible belief of what has been done to you is sinful. You cannot enjoy, or one cannot enjoy, a real fellowship with God if this is done. Jesus said, That we are to forgive, (coughs) which literally means to release a person from a debt that can never be repaid. Think about that. God has released you and me from a debt that can never be repaid. Jesus died for our sin. Jesus died to set us free. And so we are to set others free as for God and and Christ Jesus. For Jesus' sake, hath set us free, hath let us go. If you find that you have been nursing a grudge for so long that you cannot let it go, then it has become a malignant thing in your life. And that malignancy <clears throat> is there, and it will hold you, and you've held on to it, and now you can't differentiate yourself from the malignancy. You see what has happened to your life. You have become captive. You thought that you would cap, uh, would have render someone captive to you, but you have in turn become the captive. It is ruinous. It is time to let God have it. And you know what is going on in your heart, and you know that 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 incident that happened in your life maybe long ago in which someone did something to you, and you can't release it. And now look at your life. You can't see anything that is pleasant or wonderful about yourself or others. Please understand that you have been trapped in the trap you have laid for another. You too are trapped. And God needs to set you free. And you should want to be set free so you can live a life that is well-pleasing unto God so that you too can, once again, say words that are suitable, words that are sweet to the soul. You want to be delivered by God. You want God to deliver you. You want a brand new life. And you can have it right now if you would get on your knees. Go before God. Confess what is going on with you. Tell him in specifics, not in generalities. Give God specifics about what is going on with you. First John one nine. And Tell God you want to be set free. You want a brand new life. You're tired of carrying around this old grudge so that you can't say wonderful things. And you're suffering. Your marriage is suffering. Your children are suffering. Other loved ones are suffering. People who love you and need you. Tell God what is going on so you can be set free. So that once again, watch when you change God will begin to work in your life and change others around you too good afternoon my name is Dr. Josiah Rich and God bless you